every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home, right from your phone. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, that's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is a man who played professional baseball, also played in the National Football League as a part of that first Atlanta uh, Falcons-bound, Super Bowl-bound team. He's an author. He is a motivational speaker, none other than Ed Easy Smith. What's good, man? Good, man. We're going to countdown. The training camp's opening. We are, I can't believe, man, we are almost into July. Just a few days. We'll be hitting that July 4th uh, holiday. And then you're talking about just a matter of a few weeks before camps start opening up and preseason games kick off, you know, the first part of uh, uh, August. So it's coming, man. It is. It is coming. It is coming. And today, there's a couple different topics that I want to get in on. One, I want to talk about Isaiah Simmons. It's it, it'll it, it will segue into, or it'll be a part of a, a discussion that uh, came across. Uh, this is that time of the year where you have those those lists that come out in that dead part before again uh, before training camp begins. But Pro Football Focus had a couple of lists in terms of defensive, uh, in which the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, rated. V- very low. Uh, so the defensive line and also the secondary. And so I wanted your thoughts on that. And that's going to, when we're talking about the secondary now, we're going to be talking about, of course, Isaiah Simmons being a part of that group. I wanted you, since you played, you played the game. If you could tell me what a West Coast offense is, because we know Drew Petzing is going to be the is the offensive coordinator. He's talked about some different things about how he looks at wanting to to have his offense ultimately be. But uh, but he comes from that. I think his DNA is 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 based in that uh, West Coast office. So I wanted to see if you could make me a little bit smarter. So let's get into the the first part of that. The Isaiah Simmons. So he's going to be on the def- he's going to be in the secondary uh in that secondary group so he's in that room. There was an article that came uh, about again just recently with Pro Football Focus mentioned the the uh, secondary the Isaiah Simmons maybe having some strong points but also he's a wild card within that. So as you talk about Isaiah Simmons, also I'm curious if you had to choose between What's more important, defensive line or secondary, when it comes to the the Arizona Cardinals? Which one needs more attention based upon how it's currently constructed? What would that be? So take it from there. Oh, so we're talking offensive or defensive line versus our secondary. Yes, sir. We talked about this earlier, and you know, I for me, I you and I have always been um right on point in terms of, you know, having the same philosophy and, you know, the, the game starts up front for me, Mm -hmm. offensive and defensive line for me, the most important unit, if we're talking defensively 
if we're talking offense, and obviously it's offensive line for me, it's the defensive line because. Yeah. And you are consistent with that. You have been consistent yeah. with that for years, ever since we started. Even when we were just on the Easy Sports Talk Show, you have been very consistent with your with your philosophy on that. If you cannot get at the opposing team's quarterback, I don't care if you have the best secondary in the world. Eventually, somebody's going to come open. They're going to find that weak spot in uh, your your secondary. Uh, we all know we've had a, I mean, we've our tight ends have just eaten us up over the last few few years. And like I said, you got everything covered out on the edges, deep. The middle of that field is eventually going to come open if you don't get pressure on somebody's quarterback, in my opinion. And that, I mean, that starts with edge rusher and pressure up the middle. You see how it affects us with our quarterback. He's, he gets real skittish when he gets stuff coming at him and then can't get out of contain. But, you know, for me, it, it definitely starts with getting some push. We've given up and lost a lot of talent on that defensive line. So for me, this is going to be a long year. And here's the other part. I, I, I don't let me forget this part, Jay. If you can't get pressure, and you also can't stop the run, what does that equal? That equals disaster. Mm. And that's, you know, people forget about that part because we've gotten to a point where it's all about the passing game. It's all about the passing game. Some teams will come in here, and they will, like last year, they will beat us up in the running game. You know, 150-plus yards on the ground. What does that lead to? It leads to you having to bring people down from the secondary into the box, which leads to play action, which then leads to plays over the top. So it's a formula for disaster when you don't have a front that can at least cause some type of discomfort. I'm not even going to say chaos. We see what happens when you can cause chaos with Aaron Donald, you know, with the Rams. He wrecks, wreaks havoc up in the middle sometimes. Just his presence alone can cause stuff to happen that's not normally going to happen. Let me we ask you need- this. Let me yeah. ask you this though, since you mentioned that you mentioned an Aaron Donald with BJ Ojulari, he's going, he's the rookie edge coming in at that edge position. Is out of the all the positions, is it? I'll just ask you plainly: Is edge rusher one of those positions where you can just just kind of pin your ears back and then just go after it, or is there some technique and just and some more subtleties to that position it's to technique. be able to see immediate success? Yeah, it's technique, uh, <clears throat> and obviously I was on the other side of the ball as a tight end, but I, I used to see those edge rushers. For edge rushers, you know, people in college a lot, especially in college, they sometimes would throw the ball 50 and 60 times in these games where, you know, they're blowing, and these dudes can just pin their ears back and come. But think about a guy from, just pick a big school, Alabama, Georgia. You're playing against teams that are always coming back, from big deficits because you're on top. So what do they got to do? They got to throw the ball. You pin your ears back and you come. In the NFL, they watch tape. They, if you are, if all you are is a dude that wants to get out the quarterback, they'll find you and they'll expose you. They'll expose you. They'll start, you know, letting you get your bull rush on, throw you by, and there's screens on the other, on the outside of you. Uh, there's the uh, tight end or delay, you know, handoffs to get in that seam that you're vacating. You better be when you come into this league. And that's why a lot of guys don't pan out at the position because they have one thing on their mind. Let me get to the quarterback. Let me get to the quarterback. Those guys, as an edge rusher, you do have second duties. It's not like, hey, just go get the quarterback. No, you got to be a dude on the outside that's setting the edge. How many times do we talk about that? Hmm. If you're allowing dudes to throw you inside or if you're constantly leaking in, and but you're supposed to have outside contain and they're 
feeling you, there's a lot of run getting around the corner of that uh, formation, you know. So okay. when you come to the league, that's something that these young guys have to learn. They got to learn that they're dual um, responsibilities now, not just get after the quarterback. Okay. Um, and it's it's complicated. That's why you see a lot of when younger guys coming off the side and coaches grabbing them because they got to talk to them because, I mean, it's a learning process. And, you know, as much as, like I said, they want to get after the quarterback, they do have other duties to, 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 to do. And, you know, to, to wrap up the other thing, when, you know, we're talking about our, our front versus our secondary, that secondary is going to be severely taxed if we don't get pressure. Um, and we were exposed last year and think about, you know, we're coming in with an even more decimated roster because they either let goes guy, let go of guys. Um, you know, it's a total rebuild. Uh, there's going to be some guys that are going to be really exposed for what their abilities are, meaning unless they can figure out a scheme that protects guys because we're not going to be able to get after the quarterback, we're going to see a you know a lot of passes over the top, passes caught in the middle of the formation. Uh, you know, guys going to be out of position because they're just not. There's a whole lot of things that have to be learned between obviously with now with the break after. Um, your um, uh, OTAs and uh, man, mandatory minicamps. Now is the time when guys are away. They'll be coming back. Next time these guys are going to be in these playbooks is going to be training camp. And with the lack of hitting, the lack of speed, you know, a lot of guys are going to be learning on the fly in the regular season because there's not going to be a lot of action in the pre in the preseason. So it could be, you know, it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be pretty ugly to begin. We'll see how fast some of these guys catch up. And what the scheme looks like, because we still don't know what it's going to look like. So earlier on, so so uh, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Earlier when we recorded our Easy Sports Talk Show podcast, make sure you search for that uh, Easy Sports Talk Show. But when I mentioned this, I'm curious. Uh, you you kind of pointed this out. One of the things you pointed something out um, that that kind of made me feel a little bit more, I guess, at ease about this particular player. So Isaiah Simmons. He, they moved him all around. He was that jack of all trades. He's that he's that guy that can do everything. And so, because they said that he could do everything, he never really he's never really become super comfortable doing one thing since they tried to have him do so many things. But he's in that again. He's in that cornerback. He's in the cornerback group. So he's in that secondary that secondary position. Um, I my my concern was, man, is his head going to be swimming? Because now he's going to be in corner in, in the in the secondary room as opposed to when he was in linebacker, so forth and so on. And you pointed out something that was very appropriate when it came to Isaiah Simmons that in terms of his head spinning. Do you remember what that was? Yes, I do. Uh, everybody's head's going to be spinning because it's a brand new uh, defense for everybody, yeah. except for guys that are coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I think we signed a couple of those guys again and brought them over. So guys that are familiar with the system will be ahead of the curve. But for the rest of the guys, Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, even Buda Baker, they're all going to be starting from ground zero learning. So if the organization is smart, you get a Jack like a Simmons, like a Zayvon Collins, you specifically want them to do certain things, learn a position before right. you start throwing multiple things at them. So for, for Isaiah Simmons, this is a brand new start for him. And it's also a put up or shut up. Um, you know, we need to see some production from him. I think he will be at an advantage now because I don't think they're going to ask him to do four or five different things. They're yeah. going to say, here's your room, you stay in it. Then once we get you comfortable and you are flourishing, then we can add little bits and pieces 
along along the way. But I, I think they did an injustice in the last in the first couple of few years that we've had Simmons with them throwing him ev- around everywhere and not giving him the opportunity to learn something specific. Meaning, for me, I personally think he should be a linebacker. I'm not so sure about secondary linebacker okay. for him, him would be perfect. You know, he's a little in, but he's a tweener, so he's not doesn't have a whole lot of lead in them in, 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 in britches. So he's not what I would call an anchor linebacker, but man, he yeah. could be a, a hybrid linebacker, you know, uh, covering these tight ends and different things. Yeah, I, th- I guess you can do that with them with the secondary as well. The problem for me with being in the secondary, if you have him at safety or something like that, he's so far away from the ball. I want yeah. somebody like him as close and maybe they'll have him, you know, utilize him where he's a floater and you know, like a boot there, they'll be, putting him in the box and doing different things. But I, the closer we can get him to the line of scrimmage to use his ability as a mismatch in coverage, and then if you want to sneak him up there to, to be a rusher, I think the better. But the, the, the good thing is I think oh, I'm, I'm hoping they are smart enough to give him something specific to chew on to learn and to be the best version of himself and then branch out from there. That's not – have his dude lining up in, in 20 different spots across the formation. Okay. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Now it's time for Ed to teach me something. All right. Because Drew Petzing, when he, one of the first things that he mentioned is that they want to be, they want to be unpredictable. Yeah. They want to be able to ultimately on the offensive side of the ball, they want to, be to to be able to adjust and morph into whatever they need to do to win based upon who the opponent is so that way they always keep their their opponent uh off off kilter the off balance because they don't know what to expect is are they are we going to run the ball are we going to do is it short passing is it going to be uh trying to push push the ball down down the field whatever it might be but again some of his dna is in the the west coast offense what can you tell me about maybe the good and the bad? Let's start with the good. What are some of the strengths of a West Coast offense? And then when we meet our next episode later this week, we're going to get into more kind of how Kyler Murray is seems to be impressing the new coaching staff. But for the purposes of this, what's the what? what let's start with what the strengths of the West Coast offense are. The strengths of the West Coast offense are it's a short passing game and it's but it's, and it's a rhythm passing game. Um, I, we see different versions of it. I actually played in one many, many years ago, not even realizing what it was at the start of it because it was kind of all over the place with Andy Reid in 99 okay. with the Eagles. But he had a young rookie quarterback. We, you know, we weren't the most talented team out there. I was in it. <clears throat> it was different, you know, from other things I'd done. It's a lot of, I don't like to call it dink and dunk, <clears throat> but it is, there's a, a there's a yardage strike basically that's more favorable to let's say 12 yards and in it seems okay. like everything is in that area and like i said it's in rhythm it's guys getting to a certain depth on their routes um okay. timing whereas you know some offense think about the the old days with the raider or raiders and you know just they were trying to get as deep down the field as they could which yes, meant seven sir. step drops in that offense there's not a lot of seven step drops there's a lot of three and five so it's a quick game now the advantage also for that it takes the pressure off of your offensive line okay. because they're not having to block for long periods of time this is three steps boom hit your read get it out yeah, and your reads are the, 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 maybe a complication of the offense is 
it's quicker reads. It's boom, 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 instead of seven step, seven step, boom, 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 because you might be going levels. Gotcha. You know, in the West Coast, it's first guy at five, second guy across the middle, third guy outlet, boom, you know, it's like boom, boom, boom. You got to be on point. That's why Brock Purdy was, he was a shocker because one, he picked it up so well. This okay. dude must have been in the, he must have had his own personal lab. At home, where he was just, and obviously a seven round pick, all everything stacked against you. This dude, had, he he was living, eating, breathing football, obviously because he was in that playbook study. And they put him in there. He was like, boom, boom, boom. He was, you know, that. And like I said, that's the advantage of the um, uh, West Coast offense and the the running game. You know, you have, in my opinion, you, with the West Coast, Coast offense, you have to mix that in there. You've got to be consistent with running the ball. Because if you let if your three and five step drops, all of a sudden that becomes very predictable, and you got you know cornerbacks jumping routes, you got linemen no or defensive linemen no at the three and the five. When you get to that drop, hey, stop! If you're not at the quarterback yet, get them hands elevated. You get a lot of passes blocked down, tips and stuff like that leads to interceptions. So it's rhythm. It's a rhythm offense. It's you know everything is. Within that three and five step drop, like I said, guys have to be where they are, where they're supposed to be. Because if okay. you here's, I'll give you a quick example. If you're supposed to be getting to, to ten yards and making your break out, but if you're getting held up and only you know quarterback's looking for you and you're not there yet, he's got to move on. Or you know, if you're getting too deep, you know those he's looking at you at ten yards breaking out. And you're getting to 12 and he's throwing and all of a sudden somebody else is reading and picking stuff off. So like I said, it, that, that offense is all about rhythm and timing. It's getting it in, getting it out. Um, so that's the good of it. Okay. So what I kept hearing you say was passing, passing, passing. So would that be safe to say that therefore one of the weaknesses is that it's so pass heavy and yes. it doesn't focus on the running game. Yes, and that's where that's where you have to force yourself to run the ball. You really do. And okay. I give credit. I once again, I'll go back to the 49ers. You have with the 49ers, they are so creative. Now, here's what I like, Jay. I don't want like if you run the West Coast offense for anybody who's watching us, not why I just did the air quotes, the West Coast offense, right? Right, right. You in my opinion and uh, what's his name? Pettits or what's his name? Petsing. Petsing? Okay. God, I got to get that down. Petsing has talked about what he said, unpredictability. Yes. I don't I don't need unpredictability. I need consistency and I need, I'm, what's the other word I'm looking for? Consistency and, I don't know, creativity. How's that? Okay. That's the word, okay. creativity. And I don't need unpredictability because there's only so many ways you can run power or do that. I need formations. Motions, um, creative creativity with your blocking scheme, and okay. also consistency with, consistency with running the ball. You know, I can live with, I can't live with seventy thirty. I can do sixty five thirty five, but the closer we get to fifty fifty in terms of distribution of running game yeah. and passing game, I'm good with that. But you know, if you're going to get out here and just throw the ball all around the place, that's a recipe for disaster, especially when you're going to have. Who knows back there behind you at the quarterback position? You need to protect that young man, whoever it is. If it's Blau, run the ball. I would rather have you run the ball more than you throw the ball. You okay. get Kyle Murray back there eventually, whether it's late this year or next year, 
you know, you can I can see more passing. I could, I could also see more run with your quarterback, but you got to be careful with that because he's already experienced his first major uh, injury. So right. it's going to be real interesting what this West Coast offense looks like. My thing is, you know, be creative, run the ball, and, you know, be consistent and creative. Like I said, and I can live with that, but if you're going to come out here and just throw the ball all around the place, we're going to be right back where we started from now. Interesting. Okay, so that West Coast West Coast offense, the pros and cons, and we again we don't know yet because we haven't seen any of the. Now, I wanted to ask this: so with some some offenses have so, they're so long in terms of the the play call in terms of the terminology, the terminology. Thank you. The terminology <laughs> is is the West Coast offense one of those that has such long term, or does it just depend upon the coach? It does depend on the coach. They can get really oh god! I, Is it unnecessarily was, long? Yes, <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> Man, if you miss something, it's like, and I, I'm sitting here trying to remember some of the play calls. I, I mean, I was in some that were so simple. It was like, oh, thank goodness. And I was in some that, you know, why this Yankee uh, X spot? Or, you know, why cross? Blah 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 blah. blah. And it's like, oh my god! You know, it, and and you had, and here's the crazy part, Jay. All that could be thrown out the window as soon as you walk to the line of scrimmage <laughs> with an with an audible or something like that. So I remember early in my days, you know, you're like it's like you're you're concentrating, you hear it, and you walk into the line of scrimmage and you're going across in your mind and you're like, you Yankee why this, that, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear like a cold color, red, blah, blah, and you're like, Oh shit, I might even say it. And you're like, Oh God, you know. And then the quarterback gives you the cadence of what the new play is, and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> and it's like, Chad, and you're like, all right, I'll just go. <laughs> As you get more and more comfortable with the terminology, and and I was, a, oh, God, there were a couple times, Jay, with me being released in the middle of the season and going to another team, doing, and, and all of a sudden you had to forget what you knew all yeah. the training camp and the, now you got all these new terminologies and blocking schemes and blocking codes. And man, I'm telling you, like I said, I, I spent many a night, you know, with the clicker in my hand with the VCR. That's how far I'm going back. Right. Looking right. at tape. Now they, they send these dudes on with the tablets and all this fancy stuff. You know, I had, I, well, God, I had VCR tape, but I digress. But yeah, we, we, you know, you free. There's so much that goes into building this thing that it, it, like I said, it can be, it can look so beautiful sometimes when mm-hmm. everything's clicking on all cylinders. And you get one dude out there that's not sure about what he's doing or a step out of sync. Yeah. With the, you know, like you're mad. We've all, you know, you've seen those choreographed um, pool uh, things, yes. you know, or, and yes. you see, you can spot the one person. There's not on sync or on point with everybody else, and that's exactly what happened when a when a play goes wrong. And unfortunately, I was a victim myself a couple times of being that one dude that was not quite on the same page as everybody else. And yeah. everybody else either saved my tail or I, I the one I'll give you real quick one time, bro. I was supposed to pick something up off the edge, and I got confused and thought I was supposed to get something in the middle of the pack here. And that yeah. edge came off, and all I heard was, <clears throat> that was our oh. running back. That was our running back getting hit by a free runner 
five yards behind the, the line of scrimmage. And now all I could do, I turned and I looked. He was laying on the ground, and it was one Jamal Anderson. And all I could do was put the hand down there like, man, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Indeed. He wasn't Indeed. too happy with me. <laughs> Indeed. So that's how we do it. So this is Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We'll be hitting you later on this week, and when we hit you later on this week, again, I want to get into – I want to talk a little bit about film study and, I guess – it's appropriate because we'll be talking about Kyler Murray as well and what he's doing again to, 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 um, to, to make himself a leader possibly in, in this new, in this new regime. So, uh, so we do this every, we do this every week, sometimes twice a week. We'll be hitting y'all twice a week this week. And so tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here. We are presented by bet online. And as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.